Welcome back, listener, to Discussing Marvel, a casual fan podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, with... Your other host, Irving. This week, we are giving our spoiler-free review of Marvel Studios Eternals. So, Irving, what are your first impressions to this highly anticipated movies, Eternals? Well, I was very excited going in especially because the premiere was almost two and a half weeks ago and somebody that was at the premiere decided to spoil the movie on twitter so that caused me to go on a two and a half week media blackout and i just want to say it was totally worth it i thought this movie was something i didn't know i needed and i think it Something that needs to be said, like, if you're expecting an Avengers team-up movie, that's not what you're getting. And I think that that's a good thing, because it's always fun to get something different, and this movie was totally different, and I have not stopped thinking about it since, and I can't wait to go back and watch it again, and I can't wait to watch it at home with subtitles, so that I can actually hear everything. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What are your first impressions of... Marvel Studios Eternals. I really enjoyed it. And like you said, for me, I never have high expectations for movies. I always go into them with an open mind. And that's what movies should be all about is teleporting yourself into this world and leave all expectations at the door because then you're just going to be criticizing and critiquing everything. Yeah. It was new and fresh. It was something that Marvel hasn't done before and characters that we as casual fans didn't know. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to go watch it again and I can't wait to see what's next. So, Irving, who was your favorite Eternal? That is a very difficult, difficult question. Because it's something that I literally thought of as soon as I left the theater. And it's like, who do I want to be when I grow up? And who do I want to dress up as for Halloween? And it's really difficult because it's between Ajax and Thena. Because they're both played by amazing, talented actresses. But I think it's going to have to be Thena. She was my favorite one. I love Angelina Jolie. She looks so cool as a blonde. We haven't seen her as a blonde in a hot minute. And I really liked her character. It was it was interesting. It was unique. It was different. And I loved it. So it's going to have to be Thena. Nice. What about you? Who was your favorite Eternal? And why was it Icarus? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, no, actually, I couldn't decide between two, between Ajax and Makari, but it's definitely Ajax because I love Sam Hayek and she just brought such a strong woman vibe 
in the trailer that that headpiece was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her whole outfit was amazing. Like, we're probably going to fight for that costume next year for Halloween. <laughs> and I guess technically, just based on that, this podcast, Favorite Eternal, is Ajax because it was in our top two. So, it's Ajax. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about the costumes? I really, really enjoy the costumes. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that once I learned that all of the marble costumes are vest and then sleeves because that allows them to raise their hands without lifting the shirt. It kind of pulls me out with some superhero costumes because it's like very obvious that it's a vest and then a long sleeve shirt underneath. But here it made perfect sense because their vest looked like armor. Mm -hmm. So I really love them. I love that they look more traditional superhero-ish because they have capes and they cover the entire body and they had those cool circular lines. So I really enjoyed the costumes. It's one of those things where we're getting a lot of new things for people to either dress up for Halloween or cosplay, especially for people of color, just because it's very difficult to cosplay or to dress up and live the fantasy of a superhero character obviously you're able to dress up as any character you want when you're cosplaying or for halloween as long as you're keeping it respectful but there's just something about being told oh my god you look just like so and so and it always frustrates me when it's like oh my god you look like this character and that character and that other character you could play all of them and it's like haven't you ever asked yourself why? <laughs> <laughs> but so for right now, the closest one I could dress up as is, is Ajax. So nice. I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did you think of the costumes in this film? I thought they were amazing. I read online that most costume designs in the Marvel movies are designed by the same group of people. I could see that. and these were different Mm -hmm. and that's what i liked about them they were very cosmic and out of this world but still very simple and each character was very unique that it was really cool seeing every character have their own unique costume yeah And I love the blues. Icarus blue costume and Ajax blue costume were different blues, but they were very cool to see. I wonder if that's why I like Thena's costume, because it was white and flowy. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about the plot of this movie? I thought it was different. I think that it gets to be very difficult with having so many superhero movies where it's like, yes, it has to be a situation where a superhero needs to be called. But here we have a group of heroes. So it's like, okay, what do you do that can be a threat level for them? without getting 90 other superheroes involved. Like, it's very... That's where I think it's going to be a little 
difficult moving forward for the MCU is how do you keep creating threats that don't involve everyone else? Mm -hmm. So that's a very difficult thing to do. But I think that the main focus of this film was the journey to that point. And I really enjoyed it. You have to pay attention, which is something that you can kind of get away with not doing in other movies, especially Marvel movies, because they're just enjoyable films. But this one is very dialogue heavy and you have to remember things. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the plot. I thought that it was different, something that Marvel hasn't really done. And it might not be for everyone, but at some point you have to change the pace. I don't want to say too much because I think anything else that I actually want to say would be too spoilery. But just in general, that's kind of I feel like I'm describing a dish. To someone that's asking, like, oh, how's a fish? And it's like, oh, it's uh, wet. and uh... <laughs> But, yeah, I think the plot is something different. And it's basically, like I said at the beginning, if you're expecting a Marvel movie with the Avengers-level style of plot, you're not going to get that. So it's kind of good to know that moving forward. But, like you said, if you're a person that's able to go into a movie with an open mind... You don't kind of need that heads up. Mm -hmm. What about you? What did you feel or what did you think of the plot of the movie? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was different. I feel like a non-Marvel fan going going into this movie would really enjoy it because I don't think you needed to watch any of the other MCU movies to understand the plot. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. It was new. It was different. It was very refreshing. And seeing these group of heroes that me as a casual fan didn't know about became heavily invested in them. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was new, refreshing, and something that Marvel hasn't done before. And and that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Yeah, because we're both casual fans, but I'll go in and I'll like watch YouTube videos of people explaining characters and who they are and their storylines in the comic books. Jeff, on the other hand, wants nothing to do with that. He doesn't want any kind of spoilery kind of material or even knowing their background from the comic books. He's like, I don't want to know any of that. So if we're casual fans, he's like, just a casual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he, and he enjoyed it. So that, like you said, that goes to show you that the average person doesn't have to know 13 years worth of history to understand this film. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of difficult because I expected that you would need to show up with 13 years worth of knowledge. Especially because it's an ensemble film. Mm -hmm. So it was nice that this one's kind of like, oh, this is one of those almost like self-contained stories. So I really like that. So can we talk about how beautifully shot this movie was? Oh, seriously. (laughs) Like, I was so glad that I watched it in the IMAX, like the real IMAX, like the ones where you're out of breath when you're sitting all the way at the top, as we were. (laughs) And yeah, it was a very very beautiful film it makes this planet seem amazing 
which it is. It is a beautiful planet, but the life inhabiting it is not. (laughs) (laughs) It's controversial. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was so beautiful, like just the oceans and the greenery, the forests. Yeah, we go to so many different places in this film, and you really do get to see just how big this world is. In in different time periods, too. Like, like how beautiful was that blue building? <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure they shot a lot on location. So, like I said, it must be cool to be a scout person for Marvel films and having to go around and finding, like, we found the best cliff. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was beautiful. And I watched it in 3D and the 3D effects were pretty cool. Oh, they're still doing that? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, like I said, I watched it in the IMAX and the IMAX kind of stopped doing 3D at least where I go. So I didn't know that 3D was still a thing. Neither did I. <laughs> so... Does this movie deserve the hate that the credits are giving it? Ooh, we're getting to the good part. As some of you may know, this movie is basically rotten. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's been critically bombed basically since the embargo was lifted. Like, it didn't even start out fresh and work its way down. Like, no, it was in the 60s. And as of now, it is considered the lowest rated film in the marvel library and to that i say did we watch the same film (laughs) like i don't get it and i know that people keep joking that oh rotten tomato just needs to go it's like no i think we need new critics yeah at this point i think that we need new points of view and what is considered film i feel like a lot of it are filled with the critics that don't get it or on the opposite end the younger critics that think that they're like the older critics that think it's edgy to hate on things Mm -hmm. so yeah no i knew from the beginning that the movie was like not received well by the critics so i went in there like expecting to see if it was true. And when I left the theater, I was like, did we watch the same movie? Like, that's all I kept thinking. What about you? Did you think it deserves the hate that it's gotten online? No. And that's the thing with movie reviews. I feel like it could be a hit or miss. Of course, everyone has their own opinions, but there's movies that have been rotten that I love. There's movies that have been critically claimed that I thought were boring. Yeah. So everyone has their own opinions, but I don't think that this movie deserves all the backlash it's getting because I feel like it's something fresh and something new and they wanted something in the Marvel film formula and it kind of felt like that was like the thing like reading some of the reviews it's like oh i don't think you would have been happy with whatever they gave you just based on your critiques yeah i feel like that with tacos 
most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I go in thinking that the carne asada is going to be awful and I make myself not like it without giving it a shot. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I've always made the joke with my sisters that if we're going to go have Mexican food and if the plate is more than $10, it's going to taste gross. But that's not always the case. It's just me thinking like, I grew up eating this every day. I don't understand why we're paying $25 for it when I have it at home. Yeah. But sometimes you have to just be open-minded a little bit. And I think that we can blame Marvel for one thing. And I think is that they didn't promote the film correctly. Because you almost can't. Or you can, but I just feel like they didn't really promote it right and I don't understand why. Because when you look at all the promotional material, a lot of it is just like the first couple minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. But even like the genre, they're not really telling you what kind of genre of film this is, which we know at this point with Marvel, they're trying to basically make their movies a subgenre of something else. Like Winter Soldier is like one of those political spy thrillers, like the Born Identity kind of a thing. And the Spider-Man films are basically like your teenage comedies. This one feels like a family drama. Yeah. But they're not advertising it that way. And I think it's because that's one of those genres that really does push people away. Mm -hmm. I think everything else is pretty much accepted by everyone except for dramas. I think dramas are the ones where people are still like, uh, I don't like going to the theater for drama. If I wanted to watch a marriage story fall apart... I just go visit my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these critics have something to say. And we got a few of their critiques on here. So I'll read them out. If Eternals stuck to the multi-million dollar blueprint, it could have been one of the most fascinating MCU entries Instead of the most disappointing effort to date. I do not agree with that. And that's the thing we were talking about is these critics were wanting an MCU movie, formula movie, that it being different and something new of its own kind of left them, I guess, guessing or questioning what they just watched. Well, I think that it's that dilemma that they get themselves into where you say you don't want it. And then when they don't give it to you, you're upset that they took it away. We saw that with another controversial film, which was The Last Jedi, where they loved all the risk taking and all the things that the movie did, but audiences hated it because it was too different. Mm -hmm. Now here, the audience love this film or at least it's been received pretty well by the audience, but the critics are like, uh, I kind of like the old thing better. But based on how they felt with the other movies, it almost felt like they were to the point where they're like, mm, it's the same old thing. I'm giving you a pass, but I can't keep giving you a pass. And then with this one, it's like, maybe you should have stuck with the other thing. Yeah. Another critic said, it was too much character development for one movie. Just imagine if we had met all the Avengers at the same time. Which is really funny because I think we sometimes 
you know, as casual fans, we are not very familiar with the comic books or anything like that. But I think we really do believe that there's a lot of depth to these films, especially like the first ones, especially with this comment saying, what if we had met the Avengers all at the same time? I did. And I enjoyed that film. I watched the first Iron Man movie and then I watched the Avengers. That was my order of watching these films the very first time. And I enjoyed the Avengers. Well, and that's how I felt when, in comparison to the Guardians of the Galaxy, we met a lot of characters that were not introduced before. But I feel like they really enjoyed that because it was very comedic and very pop culture with the music and everything that when this movie deals with family drama, it's like, oh, I wanted to watch something fun and exciting, not family members fighting against each other. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I feel like I know more about these characters than I do about Hawkeye. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Why are you even pretending like we know everything there is to know about all these other characters? And let's be honest, if someone's never seen any of the Marvel movies and they really just want to watch the Avengers films, you can just sit them down, have them watch the trailers to Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, and Thor, and they'll be just fine. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, these are just like literal, like, especially at the beginning. And I know that the movies are very different now, but I'm just going based on this person's critique saying... What if we had met them all at the same time? Many of us did. That was our very first introduction, and it was fine. Like, I feel like you're critiquing it for something that it isn't and wasn't trying to be. Yeah, I've met people who have not seen any of the other MCU standalone movies. They just go to go watch the Avengers movies, and they still enjoy them. They still like them, so... Mm -hmm. And not just that, we're in the age where people are like, oh, why is this person so good at this? We never saw them training. So you can't tell me that too much character development is bad at this point when that's literally a critique that they like to throw around. Mm -hmm. Well, we never saw them do it. It's never been done before. Well, it was done now. So now it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Another one states that the story is bolted and underdeveloped, featuring too many characters and a klutzy plot. So now we have another person saying that the story is underdeveloped. And the other one's like, there's too much character development. I feel like none of the critiques are consistent. Mm-hmm. That's what has me questioning the critiques to begin with. With They're all over the place that it's like, oh, I don't think none of you guys know what to hate about this film. You just want to hate it. Yeah. So so they're all just pointing out the same, like different things. Yeah. And I feel like that's why everyone, that's why all the critics are bashing on it because now they have a chance to bash on a movie because they can. So yeah, we would love to hear our listeners' feedback on the Eternals. So message us on Instagram at Discussing Marvel. We would love to hear your feedback. See what your thoughts, ideas, and tell us how much you really enjoy this movie. <laughs> and if you really hate it, I would love to hear why, because I'm pretty sure that a person like watching the movie that's not a 
a reviewer will probably have like specific things to not like about this film. Unless your reasons for not liking it are like sexist or homophobic or any of that, then it's like, okay, whatever, trash. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I've been your host, Eddie. And your host, Irving. And this has been Discussing Marvel, a casual fan podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us and join us next time for another amazing episode.